1 Corinthians. Well, the Corinthian letters, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, provide us with uh, an extended, or probably what we might call the most extended window into the ongoing relationship of Paul with the churches that he established, and in this case, uh, the church in Corinth. As it happens, this relationship appears to have gone through a very rough patch. <laughs> it was not the best of relationships. It was the most difficult of relationships and not the kind that one would wish for the church that they are pastoring. If I were to ask you what one good thing do you love about the believers in Corinth? One good thing is what? That. I would love to pastor a church like that. Perhaps of all the churches that the Apostle Paul established, none lacked in spiritual gifts as these guys. They were gifted. What about on the moral front? Is that the kind of church that you would long to pastor? The term Corinth, uh, the name was adjusted and used as if it was a verb. You know, when you say to Corinthianize, it, is, it means to be involved in sexual licentiousness. And, and, and that's how terrible the city of Corinth was. It was a great city and, uh, and a very important center of the province of Achaia, uh, probably the capital city. And uh, it thrived and became a bustling center for trade with two very busy seaports. And as is often the case when a city is doing well financially, it attracts all kinds of people. Attracts all kinds of people. We have the border town of Livingston, which is the entry point for people coming from three different countries by road into Zambia coming from Zimbabwe, coming from Botswana, and coming from Namibia. And you enter through Livingstone. And one of the things that it is famous for, if not infamous for, is prostitution. And it is reported in the media that actually there are even street fights between prostitutes, especially the ones from Zimbabwe, whose economy is not doing so well. So prostitutes from Zimbabwe come to Zambia and they charge less so that they have market 
They charge less than the Zambian prostitutes, and they fight. Once they identify a prostitute, this one is from Zimbabwe, they fight. You are killing our business. You are charging less. Why is it so? It's because it's a busy town. It's a transit town. And it has a lot of tourists. We have the Victoria Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world. And so there are so many tourists that come to Livingstone. So because of its economic activities, because of its population, it's a ready market for all kinds of traders, including prostitutes. And that's, that's how Corinth was. It was a large trading center with a thriving economy. And so it attracted idolaters who set up their business there. It attracted sophists and philosophers, the wise men who for a fee delivered long speeches and new ideas and people paid to go and listen to them. And then it defined a very relaxed and debased moral character of the city. And that is a place where the Apostle Paul went from Athens in Greece, where he had moderate success and not too excited and vibrant about the prospects of Corinth. And he himself admits that he came to them with fear and trembling. Is it because of its intellectual character or was it because of feeling not too happy about the way things had gone in Greece? And so he comes to Corinth and uh, according to Acts chapter 18, he evangelizes in the city and he stays there for 18 months, one year, six months, the place where he spent the second longest of all the mission places that he had gone to. Where did he spend the longest time? Ephesus. How long was he there? Three years. In fact, he wrote the letter to the Corinthians from Ephesus. It is believed somewhere AD 54 or 55, probably three or so years after he left Corinth. And in three years, things had gone bad. Things had gone bad. And so that is the reason why he writes this letter. And it's full of so many things that were wrong with Corinth. So many things that had gone wrong. 
So the occasion for the letter is that uh, the church had written to Paul. According to what we are told in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote. So there are certain things that they had written to him about and asking for his opinion, asking for his view, asking for his direction. So this letter presumably may have been brought by Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus, that Paul talks about in his last chapter, chapter 16 and verse 17. I rejoice at the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus because they have made up for your absence, for they refreshed my spirit as well as yours. Give recognition to such people. They traveled from Corinth to Ephesus to go and meet up with Paul and possibly they are the ones who delivered the letter from the Corinthian church and perhaps also delivered Paul's response to them. And so what the church had written officially perhaps is not all that Paul learned about the Corinthians. These three may have shared a lot more than what was contained in the letter. They may have been very godly and well-respected. Paul actually says, they refresh my spirit, give recognition to such people. He acknowledges their worth. And so probably with tears and grief, they may have shared a lot more to Paul and said, well, things are bad. For since you left, things are bad. Well, what's going on? And then they share one item after another. And so when Paul writes, he starts with the things that he has now heard firsthand from these witnesses. And so when he comes to chapter 7, he says, now concerning the matters about which you wrote. So what he has addressed was not in the letter. Well, did they deliberately underplay and understate their problems? Maybe. And so Paul writes, and the purpose is to set the things right, all that was disorderly, he wants to set things straight. All that the Corinthians took lightly, he wants to straighten that. All that he saw as grave sins that he needed to address immediately. And all the questions that they had raised themselves and the doctrinal teaching and direction that he wants to offer them, particularly uh, in chapter 15, as he talks about the resurrection. So these are the things that he deals with. So you see, they wrote a letter, and now he says, now concerning the things, but he doesn't start with those. And, and so that's why scholars think that what he heard from these three emissaries or messengers must have been so 
Africa. That's what it starts with. And we know that these are the issues because after he has greeted them and given thanks, straight away in verse 10, he deals with the problems. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you are you be united in the same spirit. For it has been reported to me by close people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. And he explains the nature of their quarreling. Oh, I'm for Paul, I'm for Peter, Cephas. Ah, we are Apollos. And those who wanted to sound a bit more pious and holy, ah, we are for Jesus. There were schisms. There were divisions in the Corinthian church. And you see, the world does not change. Solomon tells us, is there anything new under the sun? Is there? No. The heart of man is the same. The problems that Paul dealt with, are they not some of the problems that we grapple with today? in our day and age and time, they are. We are not any different at all. The principles that Paul employs there are the pr same principles that are as valid today as they were to the Corinthians. What are some of these challenges? <coughs> well, there were conflict situations. There were divisions. They took each other to court. They abused the Lord's Supper. They misused and misapplied the spiritual gifts. There was the issue of Apollos and then Stephanus and his co-workers. Whatever it is that they share, these things need to be addressed. These things need to be settled. Not only were there conflict situations, but there were also compromise situations. Incest. You know what incest is? Having sexual relations with your close relative. And then there, there was this chap, there was this young man in chapter 5, Who grabbed probably his father's wife and most likely his stepmother. So his mother could have been died, could have been dead or divorced. So his father remarried and he fell in love with his stepmother. Whether he, he got her away from the father and started living with her, or they were in a continuing sexual relationship for quite a while. And what would, would you have expected a, a gifted church like Corinth to do? Grieve and exercise church discipline. And Paul says, everything was, it, it was business as usual. It was business as usual. It's actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. The pagans would shudder to, to hear of such a thing, and there you are, you are arrogant, indifferent, and it, it's, it's, it's business.
business as usual. I says, I, I, I can't get it. Who, who are these people? Saints, sanctified in Jesus Christ and called to be saints. And, and they condoned this. Not only that, but there were other sexual sins and they were sleeping with prostitutes, temple prostitutes. The temples would have rooms and prostitutes who sell sex in those rooms. And there were some believers who were actively involved in that. Then there were these serious misunderstandings about marriage, or at least they wrote about that to Paul and, and Paul deals with that. Then there were virgins, there were singles, there were bachelors. So some of them were depreciating the place of marriage. Ah, no, no, we don't want to get entangled when we get married and you have to have children and you can't do the Lord's work. Paul is, is single, so would rather stay that way. Then quietly and secretly at night they go to the temple prostitutes. So he said, you don't have to bend with passion. For heaven's sake, marry. Singles, you hear this? So these, these are the things that we're dealing with. And then there were food offered to idols and they quarreled about that and some of them were taking their Christian liberty to the extreme and, and offending others. They had issues. And then their culture was brought into the, oh no, you can't come into church without covering your head. Women, you need to have your head covered. And men, if you are like my brother Megdim, they say, well, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's good. That's godly. And for long hair, like some of you, ah, da, 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 brother, I mean, you need to carry short. Is it an issue here? No. Our son keeps very long hair and sometimes he weaves it into dreadlocks. Sometimes, depending on how his hair is looking, he says, I'm not coming to church because he's not yet saved. Those are, those are issues that they had. And then they had problems understanding the resurrection and, and, and there were some who were saying it has already happened. <laughs> Come on. How, how has it happened when you haven't even died? And others were saying, no, it, 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 it's not there. It's just a pie in the sky. Don't, don't believe this so-called resurrection. There's no such a thing. You are dead, you are dead. And Paul says, no. If you say that, then Jesus didn't rise. And if he didn't rise, then we are of all people most to be pitied. Ah, a gifted church. Well, we will set you apart, brother, and send you as the first pastor in such a church. Are you looking forward? Are you looking forward? Paul is troubled. He's concerned. And we thank God that it's occasions such as these that gave rise to Paul writing to the churches.
And from the way he deals with these problems, we learn so much that we can apply in our own pastoral ministries. We learn so much from the Apostle Paul. The bad way to do church and the good way to do church. What are the doctrinal themes in the letter? We'll pick it up from there. What are the doctrinal themes in the letter? And you can almost guess what some of the themes would be. <laughs> 